Amusements. I lower frayed rope into the depths and hoist the same old Indian tears to my eyes. The liquid is pure and irresistible. Adrian C. Lewis. Could be Louis. After summer heat and too much coat pocket whiskey, Dirty Joe passed out on the worn grass of the carnival. Midway with Sadie and I stood over him, looked down at his flat face. A map for all the wars he fought in the Indian bars. Dirty Joe was no warrior in the old sense. He got his name because he cruised the taverns at closing time, drank all the half-dampies, and never cared who might have left them there. What the hell do you want to do with him? I asked Sadie. Well, Victor, let's leave the old bastard here, she said. We both know we couldn't leave another Indian passed out in the middle of a white carnival. Then again, we didn't want to carry his temporary dead body to wherever it was we were heading next. We leave him here and he's going to be jailed for sure, I said. Maybe the drunk tank will do him good, she said, sat down hard on the grass, her hair falling out of her braid. A century ago, she might have been beautiful, but her face reflected on the river instead of a mirror. But all the years have changed more than the shape of, of our blood and eyes. We wear fear now, like a turquoise choker, like a familiar shawl. We sat there beside Dirty Joe and watched all the white tourists watch us, laugh, point a finger, their faces twisted with hate and disgust. I was afraid of all of them, wanted to hide behind my Indian teeth and a quick joke. Crap, I said. We should be charging a mission for this show. Yeah, a quarter of a head and we'd be drinking Coors Light for a week. For the rest of our lives, isn't it? After a while, I started to agree with Sadie about leaving Dirty Joe to the broom and dustpan. I just want—I was just about to stand up when I heard the scream behind me, turned to find out what the heck was going on and saw the reason. A miniature roller coaster called the Stallion. Sadie, let's put him on the roller coaster. She smiled for the first time in four or five hundred years and got to her feet. That's a real crap thing to do, she said, laughed, grabbed his arms, and I got his legs, and we carried him over to the stallion. Hey, I said to the carny, I give you twenty bucks if you let my cousin here ride in this thing all day. The carny looked at me, at Dirty Joe, and then back at me. He's drunk in the skunk. He might get hurt. <laughs> Indians ain't afraid of a little gravity. I said, oh, hell, said the carney. Why not? We loaded Dirty Joe into the last car and checked his pockets for anything lethal. Nothing. Sadie and I stood there and watched Dirty Joe ride the few times around the circle, his head rolling from side to side, back and forth. He looked like an old blanket we gave away. Ugh. She screamed and laughed. She leaned on my shoulder and laughed until tears fell. I looked around and saw the crowd had gathered and joined us in the laughter. 20 or 30 white faces, <clears throat> open mouths, grown large and deafening, wide eyes turned towards Sadie and me. They were jury, jury and judge for the 20th century fancy dance of these court jesters who would pour Thunderbird wine into their holy grail. Sadie, I think we better get out of here. She said, realizing what we've done. Let's go. Wait, we have to get Dirty Joe. We ain't got no time, she said, pulled away from me. We walked fast and did our best to be anything but Indian. Two little redhead boys ran by, made Indian noises with their mouths. <clears throat> I turned to watch them. One pointed a finger at me and shot. 
Bang, he yelled. You're dead, Indian. I looked back over the stallion, watched Dirty Joe regain consciousness, lift his head and search for something familiar. Sadie, he's awake. We got to get him. Go get him yourself, she said and walked away from me. I watched her move against the crowd, the only person not running to see the drunk Indian riding the stallion. I turned back in time to watch Dirty Joe stumble from the roller coaster and empty his stomach on the platform. The carny yelled something I couldn't hear, pushed Dirty Joe from behind and sent him tumbling down the stairs into the grass. The crowd formed a circle around him. Some thin man in a big hat counted like Dirty hat counted like Dirty Joe was a fighter on the canvas. Two security guards pushed through the people using their big billy clubs for leverage. One knelt down beside Dirty Joe while the other spoke to the carney. The carney waved his arms wildly, explaining his position, and they both turned towards me. The carney pointed, and though he didn't have to, and the guard jumped off the platform. Okay, chief, get your butt over here, he yelled. I backpedaled, turned, and ran, and could hear the guard behind me as I ran down the midway, past the surprise carney into the funhouse where I stumbled through a revolving tunnel, jumped a railing, ran through a curtain, and found myself staring at a three-foot-tall reflection. Crazy mirrors, I thought, as the security guard fell from the tunnel, climbed to his feet, and pulled his billy club from his belt. Crazy mirrors, I thought. The kind that distort your features, make you fatter, thinner, taller, shorter. The kind that make a white man remember he's the master of ceremonies, barking at the fat lady, the dog-faced boy, the Indian who offered up another Indian like some treaty. Crazy mirrors, I thought. The kind that can never change. The dark of your eyes, the folding shut of a good part of your past.